The Stanford Cardinal have been under 500 in each of the last two full seasons in the Pac-12. Is it going to be a third in 2022? We're going to find out. Let's go. Our Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pac-12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, D1 play-by-play broadcaster. Thanks for making this your first listen or your first view of the day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Conference of Champions, however long it exists, which is why, in case it doesn't exist in a couple of years, you should like, comment, subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching the show so you can say you are part of something that no longer exists. You can tell it to your kid one day or uh, kids if you prefer. We're available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, uh, for those of you watching as well. I appreciate you being tuned in, and we're doing the Cardinal Breakdown. Uh, Not as in the principal breakdown, but the Stanford Cardinal, uh, for those of you vocab nerds out there who know that the word can be used in such a way. Um, I actually did this a while ago. However, however, I think a couple things are, are worthy of revisiting, and also, that breakdown came pre- Conference realignment talk. So I know a lot of you out there probably haven't heard me go through it just yet. Uh, and I've been doing all the schools, and we're wrapping up with uh, the Bay Area schools, Stanford today. We'll do uh, Cal tomorrow as well. And remember, if you want a question answered here on the show, hit me up on Twitter at smalls underscore 55 or at LO underscore Pac 12. You shoot me a question in the DMs, you can hop in the YouTube comments as well. Some of you like me on there, some of you don't. That's okay. I enjoy everybody uh, interacting with the show, but you can ask me a question, I'll answer it here on the show. So, Stanford on uh, September 3rd, and by the way, their over-under win total is four and a half. Four and a half. Vegas not liking the Cardinal this year as a bounce-back team. You have those sorts of teams every year in the Pac-12, right? You have the ones who, you know, weren't as good a year before, but they bounce back a little, weren't as good the year before. Maybe they take another step back. Like, all of that sort of mixing and matching of schedules and outcomes happens every season. And to me, Stanford is mildly, just mildly poised for a, a bounce back. And the schedule is a, a part of that, right? It's an important consideration when I'm going through it and predicting these teams' records and the outcomes of these games. I know I'm not going to get all of these right, but it is kind of an expectation of where I, I think they'll be. And the over-under win total is a great barometer for that as well. And I think Stanford is poised for a minor, minor bounce back. They've got some good personnel coming in, right? They've been recruiting well the last couple of years. But uh, the principal reason why I think Stanford is going to be better than they were last year compared to some other schools in the conference who who are working to rebuild, or at least I think uh, notably better, maybe not all the way. I don't think this is going to be the Stanford of the 2010s, the early 2010s when they were winning, uh, you know, 10, 11, 12 games a season. I think this is a Stanford team that can get really close to uh, 500. And I won't be surprised at all if they're over 500. My faith in that comes from two people, Tanner McKee and David Shaw, probably in the reverse order. I've seen David Shaw in this conference win a lot of football games for a long time. And it's hard to envision that he's going to again be well under 500, which is kind of what Vegas is saying here with that number. 
right? Provided by our friends at Bet Online, proud sponsor here at the Locked On Podcast Network. We thank them for being that. But by putting this number at four and a half, they're saying, yeah, we don't think the Cardinal are, are probably going to be bowl eligible, right? You could hit the over here and Stanford could miss a, a bowl game. I think they will go over four and a half. Their over under was three and a half in 2021. They went under that because Vegas is really good. They were three and nine. The only bright spot for them really being the upset win over Oregon there. And I think it was week four in, in Palo Alto. Palo Alto, and it was a crazy game, but they were in it, right? They were hanging around with a team that, for all intents and purposes, had a superior roster, but David Shaw was able uh, to just kind of scheme his way to uh, a victory there. It was a crazy game, but a lot of Oregon-Stanford games have been pretty crazy. And so that's kind of the faith that that I've got that Stanford won't be a bottom dweller again this season is I've just seen David Shaw win too many games as a football coach. And if he is under 500, if I'm wrong on this, David Shaw goes on the hot seat immediately. I, I could foresee, I, I, I'm not real in, in tune with, you know, how the, the, the Cardinal administration are, are feeling with his performance the last few years and how much they're factoring in 2020 when the uh, Stanford was 4-2, and two, and I don't take that into account literally at all uh, when, when looking at these teams and whatnot. So I, 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 don't, I, I don't know if he would get you know, fired if they were under 500 this year. But gosh, if I were in the the athletic director's chair and, and David Shaw came in this year and they went three and nine, I'd say, yeah, we're going to move on. That's three straight seasons way under 500 at a program where we, we've reset the standards here. So let's get to the schedule with Stanford. They uh, begin on September 3rd, which is next Saturday. Oh my gosh, everyone. I, I just, I cannot wait. I cannot, I'm counting down Every day until there's college football, Colorado plays uh, a week from Thursday. This is Tuesday show. So what is that? Nine days, nine days. Oh my gosh. As I record this, it's 10. As you listen to it, if you're listening when it drops, it's nine. Gosh, I can't wait. Oh, just give me some football. Uh, Talking about it all the time really gets the juices flowing for wanting the season to start. But on September 3rd, next Saturday, which is no longer that far away, they open against Colgate. Stanford better not lose to a toothpaste brand. That's all I'm going to say about that. I think they will win, uh, and you're going to go 1-0 and right there. But then the next week, and this is part of how uh, Stanford's schedule is a little bit more favorable than some of the other teams in the conference, which is a very important factor when listening to my predictions here about you know what the records are going to be. You are not always what your record says you are. And yes, I do listen to Josh Pate a good amount, but he is correct in saying that because your schedule is not the same as everybody else's. I think Stanford's schedule sets up for them to, to be around 500 this year because the next week they come home against USC. Now, this is a game that I believe USC is going to win because I think their offensive firepower is too much and I don't think that Stanford has the sort of defense to be able to keep the Trojans intact right or keep them contained because if if Stanford is going to win that game what you would have is probably a USC offense that's not quite firing on all cylinders maybe Caleb Williams doesn't have his best game because he's you know still adjusting to his new teammates or maybe the offensive line struggles and I think when Stanford is able to beat a team that, that's high-flying, which they certainly have under David Shaw uh, over the years, because they're not known for having a real explosive offense, right? They want to play defense and ball control. That's uh, that's their MO. That's how David Shaw is, is best at winning football games, and he's done that a lot over the last decade or so. I don't know if Stanford has the defensive guys to be able, uh, you know, 
top to bottom to be able to keep USC, you know, under 25 points or so and only need to put up, you know, 25, 28 or so uh, to win this game. I think the Trojans will be able to go into Stanford Stadium and put up probably around 30 and you know any game where Stanford has to put up 30 points I don't feel that great about but if the Cardinal are going to pull this upset here I think it's a situation where USC is not clicking as well now they do have uh Caillou Blue Kelly who's really good and David Bailey is a highly rated highly touted freshman all-american and you know those those are two good guys to have on the defense but elsewhere I don't know if they have uh, the horses up front to be able to really stifle that USC offensive attack. But if, if Stanford is going to win that game, it'll have to happen on the defensive side of the ball. You keep USC probably at 24 points or fewer uh, to get a W there. I don't think that happens. I think the Trojans go in uh, up north in the state of California and get that win. Uh, and that drops Stanford to one and one. More Pac-12 games afoot and uh, some non-conferences because or non-conference games because, you know, Stanford's got uh, a funky schedule sometimes, much like USC because they both play Notre Dame. But before we get to that, I want to tell you Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, Go Mariners, representing, as always, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even my personal favorite, golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked On Pac-12 your first listen every day. The Ultimate College Football Preview is here, a seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for the Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I might even make an appearance from uh, time to time on there. But you're going to have to go check it out to find out. We're going to get back now to checking out Stanford's schedule. They have a bye before they go at Washington. Now, Husky fans are uh, not thrilled with me and have not been for quite some time uh, because I do not think Washington is going to you know, win 7, 8, 9, or 10 games this year. I think their ceiling is kind of 6-6. Six and six, And the way I see it playing out, I think they're 4-8. and eight. I could see them going 5-7 and seven re- really easily. You know, it, it's in that sort of range. I do not see 3-9, and nine, certainly. I think 4-8 and is the lowest that, that they could go. Um, but this is one of the games I think where most... Washington fans are going to say, oh, that's going to be a win because it's in Seattle. But what I see here is a, is a Stanford team that's going to be coming off a bye, and it's it, it's not nothing, right? It's really early in the season to have a bye, but Stanford, what, what you have when, when you get that week off, you get an extra week of preparation, you get an extra week to get guys healthy. And I, I think that that's not something you can overlook. And I think Stanford's going to go into Seattle and, and get this win. Because of a really oddly placed buy. Like, a buy should be in week seven and beyond. You know, in the NFL, they don't start until, I think, week six, maybe, is the early, maybe five, right? But I, I don't know why they have a buy in the third week of the season. It's it's strange, but I'm not in charge of college football scheduling, or it would look much different than uh, than it does right now. Um, but I, I, I like the Cardinal here. I, I do, and I just think that David Shaw 
again, I'm I'm banking on you know the Cardinal being a bounce back team this year because of David Shaw. Uh, their personnel is is solid. It's not incredible, but it's solid, and I think enough to get them to where I, I think their win total will be by the time the 2022 season comes to an end. But David Shaw off of by off uh, against Kalen DeBoer, who's only been a head coach for uh, a couple seasons and is doing plenty of good things. I'm not anti Kalen DeBoer at all. But you've got a more experienced coach coming off a bye. I think he's going to find a way to get a win in that game. So I think the Cardinal at that point will be a two and one. Now, going at Oregon, I don't think Stanford has has the talent to, to match up with the Ducks roster. I think there's too much of a gap there. I think... And there's been a lot. There have been a lot of crazy games between Oregon and Stanford at at Autzen Stadium. I guarantee you, there's no Oregon fan who are going to take the Cardinal lightly. Even though, I mean, a season ago, like 2021, best example of that, right? Oregon has a much better roster. They go on to have a much better season, but they lose that game. There's just something about Stanford. I think I think Stanford can win one of these games. I, I, I obviously think they will. But if they lose to Washington, I will not. Be surprised if they go into Autzen Stadium ready because David Shaw, again, the guy who I'm banking on for the Cardinal to have a little bit of a bounce back and resurgence season, though not to their full full potential necessarily as a program. He's not intimidated by Autzen Stadium, right? He knows what it takes to go in there and walk away with a win. He's done it many times, and there's not a lot of people who can say that, especially for a guy who's been there so many times, right? I mean, he's been Stanford's head coach since, like, the early 2010s. He's won in Autzen Stadium, I think, one, two, three, four, four or five times. Like, there are not a lot of coaches in the Pac-12 who can say that. And if any team is going to be able to outperform their talent on the roster, I mean, I think Utah is a prime candidate, but they're in a different level and they actually have a lot of talent there, but it's Stanford. Um, But Oregon at home, I I think they're able to, to get that done in Stanford Falls to two and two. Then they come back home to Palo Alto and they play Oregon State. And that's a fascinating matchup because what you have in David Shaw and Jonathan Smith, both offensive guys who want to call a game in a similar facet. Now, Jonathan Smith doesn't actually call the, the plays for the Beavs. He, of course, has a bunch of influence there. But his offensive coordinator calls the plays. But stylistically, what you're going to see in this game between Stanford and Oregon State are two teams that are very similar. They're, they want to run the ball from an under-center pro-style look. Stanford's a little bit more jumbo power, and uh, they don't use fly sweeps and stuff like that in motion as often as Jonathan Smith does in the running game. But I think what you're going to see here is Oregon State is a little ahead of where Stanford is at. And look, would I be shocked if the Cardinal won this game? No, I I really wouldn't, right? I wouldn't be shocked if the Cardinal were able to win eight games this year. I could also see them winning three games this year. I think that's kind of their range. I think their their floor is three, which is what they were a season ago. I think their ceiling is eight. I don't think they're going to get to eight, but... This is one that if they were to get to eight wins, they'd have to have because they're at home. But Stanford, like UCLA, like Cal, 
Um, th- those are kind of the most notable ones. Not a great home field advantage. You know, not known for having a super raucous crowd. It can be very wind dependent. You know, how often the, the students show up and get rowdy. I mean, you know, they packed in back in the day, but they have been good for a while. So if they're going to get a high level of attendance, you're going to have to start winning some football games early in the season. And I think the early season schedule is, is pretty tough. I mean, you got USC, Washington, Oregon, Oregon State to start conference play. That's pretty brutal. And, you know, it's good they have a buy in there. Um, but I, I just that, that's a pretty tough way, a tough way to start the schedule overall. Has some advantages, but has some disadvantages too. Getting Oregon State at home is good. Getting USC at home is good, right? I don't think they win either of those games, but are they winnable for the Cardinal? More so because they're in Palo Alto. I think the answer to that is yes, but I think they lose to the Bees on October 8th and they fall to 2-3. and three. Next week, at Notre Dame. Yeah, that's just going to be a loss. Uh, I, I think they'll be better than they were last year, Stanford that is, but they're not ready, ready to beat Notre Dame on the road. I don't think last year's game was particularly close. There, there's a Big talent gap here. Um, I, I think they're more likely to go into Autzen and beat Oregon than they are to go at Notre Dame and and win. Because I think overall, oh look, I haven't studied Notre Dame, but they were in a New Year's Six Bowl season ago, lost narrowly to Oklahoma State. They had a lead and kind of let it slip away. I think Notre Dame is probably going to be ahead of where the Ducks are this year, who have a first-year head coach themselves. Um, so I, I think that'd be more likely, though I think the Ducks are able to get that done at Autzen. Um, I do not think Stanford gets that done. I don't think they have much of a chance um, going into this game 2-3. and three. I think they'll fall to 2-4. and four. I may feel differently about it if Stanford is, is going into it above 500 and they're starting to look like the Stanford of old, then they might have more of a chance, but that remains to be seen right now, and I don't feel super confident uh, about their ability to get there, so I think they fall to 2-4. and four. Uh, Next week, they come home, and this is, again, what I'm talking about with the schedule being more advantageous. They play ASU. I don't think both. I don't think either of these teams are going to be contenders in the Pac-12. I have both teams actually going 6-6, six and six, but I could also see 3-9 and nine for either of them. And so whoever's at home here, I'm going to give the nod to them. Not having to go to Tempe is big for Stanford. I think they get that win uh, and move to three and four. And, and that's a game that, as you go through the schedule, you say, man, if you're struggling to find wins for a, a team like Stanford, which it, it kind of can be after a three and nine season, and their over-under win total is one higher than it was last year, though their schedule's uh, fairly tough. This is one where uh, I, I think they've got to be able to take advantage of uh, an ASU team that, you know, maybe they will be around 500, but maybe they'll lose some bad games and Herm Edwards will get fired and it'll be an uncontained grease fire, right? You never know. Regardless, even if ASU is doing all right, I think Stanford's able to win that game. I think they move to three and four. Next week at UCLA, much like USC, I think the Bruins are too explosive for Stanford. I, I also like their physicality up front with the offensive line. Uh, UCLA's done a really good job with that in the last couple of years, and that's an advantage that Stanford usually has over teams, right? And that's how David Shaw beat Chip Kelly uh, a couple times when he was back at Oregon, is his offensive and defensive lines were bigger and they were more physical. Chip has kind of shifted his mindset and approach with with that particular position group. They put they do a lot more power spread running rather than you know just trying to beat you to the edge with speed. And, you know, they had some great games back in the day, but this will be a very physical football game more than you think. But I think UCLA is too explosive. I like DTR uh, at the college level more than Tanner McKee, who maybe projects a little bit better as a pro quarterback. But I I think the, the Bruins in L.A. get that done and drop Stanford to three and five. 
Next week, this is another one for Stanford. Big to have at home. You don't want to go up to Pullman, especially against this year's Washington State team, which I like. I have them going 7-5 and five this year. I could easily see Washington State being a 9-win team because they were a 7-win team last year, right? Now they bring in Cam Ward from Incarnate Ward. And look, my reservation about picking them as a sleeper or a surprise 8- or 9-win team is that I, I don't quite know what he's going to be, right? I have an idea of what he could be, but he's got to make that adjustment, right? Some guys can make the jump and some guys can't. If he does and he becomes a sort of quarterback that he's capable of being, which is probably top three or four in the Pac-12, I, I think his ceiling is probably higher than Bo Nix and probably just below DTRs at, at UCLA, then this is a Washington State team that nobody's going to want to play. I don't think you want to play him regardless, but... How I feel about them is dependent upon how he's able to make that. Like, that's the biggest question mark there. Their defense is going to be solid. You got Ron Stone Jr. coming off the edge. Uh, the other defensive end whose name is escaping me right now. They have to replace their running backs, but if you got Cam Ward in there slinging it around, then who your running backs are is not going to be quite as important. They do have to rebuild the offensive line a, a little, um, but I, I think Washington State is going to be a nice team this year. I think they're going to upset Utah, Washington State, that is. And then I think they're going to come down the next week to this game at Stanford. If it were in Pullman, I'd have no problem picking the Cougs here. But I'm taking Stanford to pull what I guess is an upset, sort of. But I think you're going to have an emotional letdown for Washington State. I I think they're going to be primed for that after what I think will be an upset. They played Utah tough last year. They, they played Utah tough this year. I've talked to use people who cover the team and, and fans and whatnot, and, and they know the Cougs are dangerous and played them well in Salt Lake City last year. So I think Washington State's going to get it done, but then I think they're going to have a letdown the following week because this is in Palo Alto, and I think Stanford gets that win, moves to 4-5 and five on the year. Oregon State, right? Like overall, Stanford actually has a pretty tough schedule, but having Oregon State, USC, Arizona State and Washington State at home, those games are all way, way tougher on the road than they are at home. And I think that's going to be a, a big, big, big thing for Stanford as they try to have a little bit of a bounce back season. Next week, they go at Utah. No one's beaten Utah in Salt Lake City. I just, I can't pick that. I love the Utes. I've got them repeating as Pac-12 champs. Um, I, I I just don't see how, how Stanford, I don't know how anybody can go in and win there, right? I mean, if USC really gets it rolling, maybe they could, but Oregon took their best swing last year, and that was a giant whiff. I mean, just a giant, ugly whiff, uh, and, and it's hard to forget that, and I think Utah will be as good, if not maybe even better last year, even though they've had some personnel losses. They've done well in the transfer portal. They develop guys really well. Uh, they're poised to be really, really good this year, and I, I don't see them losing at home, so I think Stanford loses that game, and they're at 4-6. and six. Now, They've got a road game and a home game. Remember that theme of uh, important home games that I've been talking about here with Stanford's schedule? Yeah, that's going to come into play here in a moment. So I think they're 4-6 and six going into their final two games of the regular season. That's at Cal and at home against BYU. Hmm, interesting. Uh, November 19th, the big game, it will be the... Oh, I don't know, 785th edition of uh, the big game. By the way, I'll shout him out tomorrow, too, when I do Cal. Shout out to Joe Starkey, uh, legendary, legendary uh, Cal broadcaster who was on the call for uh, for, for the play. 
Um, and he is uh, he's going to retire a- after this year. Uh, he was on the call for uh, the play uh, between Cal and Stanford. I think it was 1985, I want to say. Uh, could be wrong. Someone on YouTube can uh, check me on that. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to Google it right now because I want to know, and podcast people m- might want to know. Uh, the play in Cal Stanford was 1982. Uh, I was close. I wasn't alive back then, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, so last year, the Bears walked in to Palo Alto as Stanford was feeling down and not having a good season. Things weren't going the way they were supposed to after an early season upset of Oregon. And Cal routed them. They didn't beat them. They blew them out 41 to 11 was the score last year. I think there are a lot of Cardinal players who remember that game, who remember that feeling. And I'm not real high on Cal this year, as you can find out tomorrow on the show, which is why you should like, comment, subscribe, wherever you're listening to or watching right now, so you can hear that schedule breakdown. I think the script gets completely flipped this year, and Stanford gives Cal a taste of their own medicine, goes into Berkeley, and and does to them what what Cal did to Stanford a a season ago because I think Cal is going to be feeling pretty down at this point in the year and Stanford will have something to play for more than Cal and that thing is bowl eligibility so you win that game if you're Stanford you go to five and six and then you get BYU at home bowl eligibility on the line I think they pull it out I like BYU they were five and oh against the Pac-12 last year I think they're going to give Oregon a run for their money and then some in week three. I think the Ducks will squeak it out, but it is not going to be easy. But this is a game where, again, how motivated you are going into a game matters. It, it matters a ton. And I think Stanford is going to be just a little more motivated than BYU. I think they'll have enough players. Like, BYU's probably got a little bit of a better roster, but the gap is not as big as it is between, say, you know, Stanford and Utah or Stanford and Oregon or Stanford and Notre Dame uh, this year. So I, I think they're going to be able to get that win. I've got them 6-6 six and six in 2022 with, uh, you know, a tough non-conference slate with BYU-Notre Dame. I think they'll find a way to win one, probably BYU. They get to 500, get to a bowl, and David Shaw you know, ha- has something to build on. He's able to keep away the potential hot seat rumors that would emerge. Because let me be very clear, if this is, ne- if this is even 5-7, and seven, if this is 5-7, and seven, that seat has to at least get warm. If Stanford goes 4-8 and eight, like they did in 2019, that's got to be a hot seat, maybe a firing. If it's three wins or fewer, that needs to be automatic. Um, you know, it, it depends on how things play out. You know, if Tanner McKee gets hurt and, you know, he goes down in week three with a season-ending injury, like, that's different, right? Circumstances matter. And, and I'm not opposed to context at all. In fact, I'm a really big fan of it. But I, I think that if Stanford stays relatively healthy, particularly with, with Tanner McKee, quarterback, if you're David Shaw, I think you've got to be at least 500, at least five wins, right? You got to win more than last year. And with, with those key games at home, I think you've got to be able to get to at least five, if not six wins to to hold off the rumors of is David Shaw uh, needing to be replaced as Stanford's football coach. I appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time.